0: How many times has an early entrant true freshman come in and been starter right away for Alabama football? Can't be many times, but Jimmy and I think we may see one this year.
1: Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked on Bama. Don't know why I was focused on me there, but now I got both of us. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, we do want to talk football and mostly football today. That is what the people have demanded. I do think it is important that we throw out there that Noah Clowney has declared for the NBA draft. It feels like he's gone, gone, not like Charles Bediaco declared, where hes you can tell he's testing the waters or Javon Quinterly testing the waters. This feels like Noah Clowney saying, hey, y'all, it's been real. Love you. Gots to go get my bag. And we are 100% behind you, to be quite frank with Noah Clowney. I think this is what he should do. There are not a lot of dudes on planet Earth who can do what he does. And um, so go get paid for it and go get
1: paid royally. Yeah, if, if Clowney is a <clears throat> is definitely a first-round pick and, and he's going in the first round, he should leave. There's there's no doubt in my mind that's the right decision for Almost any and uh, virtually every situation where you're a first round pick, it's a guaranteed contract. You're talking about generational money from your first deal. Uh, you know, you're, you're a high value investment. They're not going to let you go very easily. You'll always be a first round pick that can help you get to a second contract. Um, it's definitely the thing to do now where you make the mistake is if you go pro too early and you're a second round pick or you're undrafted. And then that, that leads to basically. Uh, a career's worth of problems right off the bat. I, I don't think that's going to be the situation with Clowney. Uh, if if he's feels certain that he's going to be a first-round pick, and it appears to us he probably is, um, you know, as far as what people project in the draft of Luke, Luke, it, it's funny to me how people can emphatically state this guy's a first-round pick, this guy's a second. These teams haven't completed They've barely begun their evaluations. I mean, it's up to the teams, right? It's not up to journalists or it's not up to fans. It's haven't completed their boards or created their boards. It's just kind of, you know, we'll see. But I think it's fair to project that Clowney will be a first-round pick. And uh, I hate to see him go, but I understand it 100%. Uh, Now, Betty and Quinterly, I don't see them being first-round picks. I don't see them being picked at all, to be honest. Although, Betty is a great example of a kid that should come back to school and stay in school because he's a guy that with further development can become a first-round pick in the draft, maybe even after his senior year. But he's a guy that can become that, but I don't think he's that today, so I suspect that both Quinterly and Betty will eventually remove their names from the draft process and return to school at Alabama and I will be highly, highly excited to get back both if that happens.
0: Now, does that mean that somebody else will or won't transfer? I, I don't think it's come to that yet. Um, if Quirley comes back, it certainly could have a bit of a ripple effect. I mean, you, I think old school Luke is looking at it like, hey, so what if Quirley comes back? I mean, if you're Bradley or Griffin or whoever these other guys uh, looking at this going – or Sears and, and saying, hey, we could just – sort of learn from a guy who's, uh, who, who's had a lot of experience and keep playing. I think now it's if I don't play where I'm play, supposed to be playing right this very minute, I'm out of here. So, yeah, I think some of those things could happen. Um, that being said, one more basketball note that should be noted. That's, that's got to be a better way to say that. Um, that uh, Alabama is apparently in the middle of it for Khalil Ware, who was originally from Little Rock. Um, a seven-footer, maybe a little over seven feet. He went to Oregon. He played okay. I don't think he was like a standout at Oregon or anything. People thought he would be a one-and-done type guy. He's not going to be. He's transferring. Um, Would love, love, love to get him on this team. Uh, That would give us, you know, assuming Betty comes back and we all think he will, that would give us two seven-footers, one of them much more athletic than the other one. I think Ware is, is really, really athletic and has the potential to be a better scorer. Of course, we love Chuck for what he brings to the table defensively so and rebounding-wise. Um, but, yeah, that would be great. There's also a guy out there named Denver Jones from Florida at International. Um, the vibe I'm getting is he he's he's from New Market, Alabama, originally, The vibe, which is in the Huntsville area. The vibe I'm getting is he made me be more likely to wind up at Auburn. Uh, he's sort of a 20-point-per-game scorer. Certainly, I wouldn't give up on him. I mean, I'm just reading tea leaves here. That's all I'm doing. So um, I don't know anything about that other than I I just get the feeling he's more Auburn-bound than Alabama-bound, but certainly I think Alabama's still in it.
1: Well, we already got Jaquan Walton, and while Jaquan Walton and Denver Jones are different, I mean, to me, Denver is a two-guard and Jaquan's a small forward, uh, but Alabama uses those positions very interchangeably. They're very similar with similar responsibilities a uh, similar spot on the floor. Uh, Nate likes even his two guard to have a length. I think Jaquan can play the two. He can play the three. He can even play the four at, at six, seven and long arms. So, um, but what I'm saying is we're, we're signing Jaquan because he's a really good perimeter shooter, and that's what Denver brings to the table. So uh, I think we got Jaquan Walton losing Denver to Auburn or anyone else wouldn't be uh, terrible because we do have Walton. However, uh, I like Denver. I think he's a heck of a player. Yeah. I would like to have them both because I'm selfish like that. Uh, I, I think Denver is a is a portal prize, uh, just like Jaquan was. So uh, I hope I hope he ends up at Alabama. From what little I know, but uh, I won't be surprised at all if it's Auburn and uh, they continue to recruit well. They always do under Bruce Pearl.
0: Yeah, and also uh, Auburn's having Johan Trehor leave yep. and Chance Westry, and there's rumors out there that Alabama yep. has contacted Johan Trehor, which yep. I, I'm not against it. I mean, yeah, he was a bust this year as a five-star center type for Auburn. He was a bust. He he didn't come to fruition. We're so used to guys coming in and being Brandon Miller or Jabari Smith. This guy wasn't that. But who's to say he couldn't be Walker Kessler next year? So, uh, again, I'm not saying I'm dying to have him. I'm not saying I think it would mean – horrible things if we took it. I I it's just basketball's so weird right now. All you got to do is look at the Final 4. It was weird watching that Final 4. The San Diego State game and Florida Atlantic game was was nice and a, a buzzer beater to to win it. I'm going to keep saying this and people keep saying that I'm nuts. Okay. I think that game would have been a lot better if it had been Duke hitting a buzzer beater against Kentucky. I think we'd all remember that game much more and have much more fun with it. A lot more people would. Want- yeah. So again, the whatever his name, Butler, that hit it for San Diego State, he'll remember that the rest of his life, and I think that's wonderful, and I'm proud of him, and I think it's great. I'm not discounting what these teams have done. I'm just telling you that if you have a, a World Series with the Mariners and the the Rangers, I'm not even sure that's possible because I don't follow it's baseball. Not- it's not. It's not it's not but I get we all get what you're saying you get what I'm saying so but if I know it's possible to have a, a World Series with the Dodgers and the Yankees and if right. they're playing I'm watching it and I hate baseball so <laughs> yeah I'm just telling you it's it's it makes a difference to have your brand name teams in there so anyway I know a lot of people kill me for this all the time and I get it maybe I deserve it I'm just telling you I'd much rather see UCLA hit a buzzer beater against North Carolina than San Diego State hit one.
1: That's just me. I didn't watch. I I was flipping around between what I was interested in last night. I flipped around and kept up with the scores, but I did not watch either uh, national semifinal, and I think it's for the very point you make. Just my opinion as to a lot of college basketball fans like myself, I I, I lost some interest in what was going on in the tournament when Alabama lost because I got kind of like – you know. I picked up. I wanted to pick up my ball and go home because my team lost, and I'm depressed about that. But secondly, another thing that hurt is uh all the teams in my bracket were gone too. Had the, had the teams I predicted got to the semifinals, I would at least have a rooting interest trying to do well in the little things I was entered in. But my gambling was all gone. My team was gone. I was just in sort of a bad mood over it. But uh, I did want to know what was going on, so I would flip every few minutes and catch a score in a couple seconds. And I saw the buzzer beater. So, but I, no, I, I lost interest too. And I, I think it's largely for the point you make, had it been Duke versus Kentucky and, 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 you know, Indiana versus Arizona, you know, I probably would have watched.
0: Yep. I'm with you. Let's take a break. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about built bar. Cause we love the built bars. They're awesome. Um, you to talk about brand names. They got them. They got them at Built Bar because they they are the brand for healthy, delicious bars. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We only got one game left, y'all. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to go make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for that churro puff because I love that mother. Insert... I was about to read the insert your favorite bar or puff here, which I'd already done. Uh, Only I can screw up a live read when I'd successfully completed said live read. read. Um, And if you want Alabama to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. The churro puff that is. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free, box of Built. That's a free box of Built. Not only that, but one locked on family when you want a 12 month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to yo dough. And you got to try Built. They're so good. Best protein bar ever. Seriously, not playing around. They're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. What makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in uh, 100% chocolate and they're high in protein. That's right. Real chocolate, real protein. Not messing around here, folks. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. I'm not sure if you can do it every day in April. We are officially in April, but still go there anyway. That's my that's my take on it. <clears throat> Jimmy, i would let off today's podcast talking about uh, the unlikelihood of an early entrant guy to be running first team in the spring game because it's so difficult Alabama is so talented all the time it's not us bragging that is what it is I mean our Alabama's roster is and Georgia's roster and Ohio State's roster and sometimes Clemson's roster and LSU's are just different then whatever other rival fan base happens to be listening to this right now, going, you know, well, Auburn's roster is pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're not bad. They're 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 Power Five. They ain't one of those other rosters I just mentioned. It doesn't mean you can't ever win a game. It just means your roster is not as good. I think the NFL points this out all the time. So the likelihood that a guy can come in from high school, essentially graduate high school early, get to Alabama, and by the time spring uh, practice or A day rolls around, be the number one dude is pretty not good. Pretty low. Um, Caleb Downs, Caleb Downs though, Jimmy, he can do it. That guy is, I hate to say he's a beast because when you think beast, I think of a run, a, you know, uh, Marshawn Lynch type of running back or a uh, Will Anderson type of defensive end. I think this guy is, Special in a different way. Like he can't, he doesn't just hit you. He doesn't just run over you. He's smart. He's, he's a good kid. He's, um, he can make plays and he's super athletic.
1: I mean, he's got it all, baby. Yeah. I think, uh, the comp that we've been saying with Caleb Downs from the very start, from recruiting and then through recruiting to when he signed with Alabama, till now he's shown up at Alabama, I think there's a pretty consistent comp to him that makes a ton of sense. And that's Minka Fitzpatrick. He, He's a lot like Minka, and by that I mean he's a lot like Minka in every way. I think if you guys remember, when Minka was here, he famously said in interviews that he took some psych tests that Alabama makes all these kids do, and Minka was the only kid on the team whose psychological profile matched Nick Saban's, that Minka and Nick Saban sort of think the same and have the same approach to things, and that's so rare for, the, for these guys, and obviously Nick Saban's a rare person. Well, Caleb Downs is so similar to minka in that way and then you look at what he does on the field one of the things minka famously did to me uh, luke that i'll always remember about minka when he was at alabama he played cornerback he played star and he played safety he played all three positions even though he was only at alabama for three seasons i think you're going to see caleb do something similar or at least be capable of something similar right now he's apparently at safety we're, we're, we're figuring this out from the photos and video that's that's produced by Alabama that we get to review them, and, and, and then we sort of pick it apart like it's – but even on the famous play where Jalen Milrow threw the ball to Ja'Cory Brooks and everybody's seen that, right? If you break that play down, which is clearly the first team, you got Milrow probably playing a lot of first team reps at quarterback. Ja'Cory Brooks, certainly first team. Kool-Aid McKinstry, certainly first team. Who's also in the play on the video – Caleb Downs. That's why we're talking about it. I mean, Caleb's out there with the first team. We've seen other video, other photos of Caleb appearing to be with the first team as much as we can piece things together. uh, To win a first team job at Alabama in only a handful of practices, you got to be a Minka level freak. And from those videos, it appears Caleb's at safety. He could see some time at star. Definitely capable of that. This kid could play cornerback. I mean, that's how how gifted he is physically, just like Minka, who's now one of the highest-paid safeties in the NFL. You know, a lot of people, when Minka was being drafted, they are like, you know what, I think he could play corner. And uh, the Dolphins moving him all over, that's one of the reasons Minka didn't like it, Miami. They are always moving him. Like, hey, you can play corner this week, you can play nickel the next week, and you can play safety in week three. And I think Minka kind of preferred, hey, just put me at one spot so I can, you know, really be as good as I can be at that one spot. But, boy, it's got to be rare. Uh, We've been thinking of ways at Bama Insider Luke to research this, uh, asking some of our subscribers. And, hey, if you're out there listening and want to make a comment to us about if you can specifically recall a true freshman early entry guy that played that was a starter on A-Day, we think that's been so rare it's going to be hard to come up with hardly any examples. I think one example is Jonah Williams. That's one I can name. I believe Jonah started on A-Day and his true freshman early entry. See, that's a long time ago now. I think it's 2015 off the top of my head. Um, So it's been – we don't know, as we sit here, we don't know that Caleb Downs is going to start on the Crimson first-team defense. We we don't know that. Uh, We're just anticipating that it's a possibility. And when A-Day gets here in less than three weeks now – Uh, it's one of the things, one of the first things I'm looking for is Caleb with the ones is Caleb with the ones that's, that's such a big deal. Uh, in just a few practices to beat out veteran guys that are back there, like Christian story, like Jacquez Robinson, guys that have been in the program for a while, Malachi, uh, who, who, who's probably at star if Caleb's at safety.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, at first, when you started talking about this and I got this one, like little bit of hair that just keeps going up and it's like a rooster thing and it's bothersome. But, um, when, uh, when you first started talking, you know who Caleb Downs reminds me of Brandon Miller, like he's going to come in. I think he could come in and be the best player on the team. Call me crazy. I know. Look, we had some comments after the, we did a little, uh, Huh. analysis on the Jalen Milrow pass to Ja'Cory Brooks over Kool-Aid because it, it was fascinating, right? And everybody was talking about it. Some people were like, y'all, sh- I mean, people, all you people been hating on Jalen Milrow, see what he can do. And other people are like, it's one pass in a practice and it's not even full pads. Y'all need to chill out. And I'm, I'm like, look, I think we recognize all those things. Just like um, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here when I say I think Caleb Downs can be the best player on the team. I, I don't think that's a crazy take. And If you've seen him play in high school, and you if you've ever listened to him talk, it really is kind of like Brandon Miller. I mean, Miller is Miller's beyond his years. Now, he's a little older as a freshman anyway, but he's beyond his years in wisdom. He, he kind of, he's got an it factor. Caleb Downs has like, An it factor on a team full of dudes with it factors, his factor stands out. So that's why I'm I'm so high on Caleb Downs. I'm so glad you brought this up. I mean, this you know, I've been thinking all year that Caleb Downs would be good, Cub Downs would be good. But when we were talking about discussions for today, you mentioned, hey, I think it's pretty incredible. I see Caleb Downs on the field a lot every time I'm watching highlights. Like he's with the first team. Like if you're trying to investigate this and figure out who's where,
1: feels like he's a first teamer. That's a pretty good gig to
0: have. Um, You're
1: certainly, certainly getting reps there. Now, let's see. Maybe A-Day they don't want to send. You know, one thing, a message that you have to send to all these kids, no matter how, how good or bad they are, is they have to earn it. They have to earn it. They, it. Yes, maybe Caleb shows up, and on day one, it's obvious to everyone there that he's the most gifted player, the most talented player. But they still have to earn it, or they'll never be as good as they can be. You've got to earn your spot. So it could be that in Nick Saban's head – Boy, Caleb Downs a starter. He's probably going to be a key player for us this season. That doesn't mean you put him out there. I mean, you kind of have to say, Caleb, yes, you're our most talented player. Yes, you're our most gifted player at safety. But you got to beat these kids out. Beat them out by being consistently better than they are every single day at practice for an extended period of time. Then you'll be a starter. But uh, you do have to make them all earn it. If, if there's fans out there that just want to give away starting spots, because they're a five-star, that's that's exactly how you destroy a locker room. And, and a five-star ends up not being developed into the player he can become. Uh, make them earn it.
0: All right, let's take a break, Jim. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more spring practice at the University of Alabama. All right, so you've been watching a lot of film. You've been seeing a lot of things. What else has stood out to you here these last couple of days when it comes to spring
1: practice, Jimmy? Yeah, we do. We go over the uh, video that we get out and the, and, and the photos and, and, uh, and we, we, we look too deeply into them. <laughs> when we, we come up that is exaggerated may not be true, but, uh, you know, uh, there are some, you know, freshmen are, are certainly a big story every spring just because we're all excited about the shiny new toys. Uh, I'm excited about some older guys maybe playing that we haven't seen much of. Let, let's keep it on the safeties. Here's a player that me and Luke have both liked from day one that's never really had a great opportunity to get in the start lineup. Now he's in year four and it's the best opportunity he's had. And I think he's going to prove that he's a really good player. And I bet Luke does too. And that's Christian story. Uh, we, we've talked about him every year with the limited chances we've gotten to see him, whether it's garbage time at the end of games or a day's, I've been impressed with the kid every time myself. Now, I also have never believed he's been, you know, shortchanged out of a starting spot. He just hasn't been as good as the guy that's ahead of him. But now he might be. And let me tell you, Luke, if Caleb Downs is a true freshman starter at one safety spot, it makes all the sense in the world to have the oldest kid possible next to him. Because even as smart as he is, And as natural as he is and with his great intangibles and picking up on things quickly, he's still going to get lost at times. And you'll need a traffic cop next to him to consistently line him up. It might be Malachi, or it might be a guy like Christian Story, who, even though he's never been a starter, look, he's in year four. He's a smart kid. This was a high school quarterback. I think Christian Story has all the makings of an excellent traffic cop. You need one, period. But you really need one if the other safety is a true freshman. So I think our guy, Christian, that we've really built up here on Locked On Bama since the start because we both liked him. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Christian get the best opportunity he's gotten so far to become a starter. And I'll personally, a lot of people will be like, hey, if he's been here four years, he hasn't been a starter yet, he must not be very good. I have a ton of confidence in Christian's story. I, I think he will be good in part because he does have those safety intangibles. I love that he was a high school quarterback, uh, that he was a do-it-all high school guy that sat here to learn in the defense for three or four years, and now he can traffic cop Caleb, free up Caleb, go make plays because, you know, uh, Christian's the one that's getting the signals from the sidelines and making sure everybody in the back seven's lined up. So uh, I'm excited about older kids like Christian Story who haven't had this opportunity This is his best opportunity. Let's see what he can do with it. We're all excited to sign him. People get so fascinated with the shiny new toys. we got to remember at one point he was a shiny new toy everybody was excited about. Yeah, and it's not
0: like he's done nothing. I mean, I think he had an interception in a game last year. Maybe it was – was it junk time that he had an interception last year? Or was that, I think, an A-Day from last year? I
1: think that was A-Day. He did have an interception on A-Day. I think think that was A-Day, but he did get to play. Uh, He even played – a handful of snaps here. I think what had happened is, I know I'm, I'm just making this up, but it's kind of like, hey, the safety shoe came off and he had to come out and Christian ran out there, you know, to play a snap or two. I get the guy's shoe laced back up. It was something like that. But Christian ended up playing a, a very small handful of snaps with the first team last season. I think he's a guy the coaches are going to trust. I think he's just happened to have a really good player in front of him. I mean, Jordan Battle and DeMarco Hellams are good players. They're both about, I mean, Helms is a projected fifth-round pick now on ESPN's mock draft. Uh, They're both good players. Well, they were both three-year starters. I mean, they've been starting since Christian showed up, and and Christian couldn't move ahead of them. Well, of course he couldn't. These guys were seniors that had been three-year starters. So that's why Christian wasn't playing, and I, I don't consider it a fault on his part that he couldn't beat out Jordan Battle.
0: All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, probably some more practice reports, and we uh, going to have a scrimmage on this coming up Friday, so a lot to talk about this week and a lot to talk about right after that. Until then, roll tight, everybody.
1: Roll tight.